hidden wealth secret. This is a proven strategy that some of the top investors in the world have used for decades. And we're about to reveal it to you. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leveraged trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing a hidden wealth secret, a strategy that has been used by some of the most successful investors over decades. We're going to tell you exactly what they've been doing and how we're playing this moving forward. People are sleeping on this, and it could quite possibly be one of the safest investments you can make entering into a period of time that I believe and you believe that we're going to be entering relatively soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, um, could be two weeks, could be three months, could be a year. Yeah. But it is approaching. And I think it's important because we've kind of banged the drum on this a little bit. I think it's important that we highlight it again and ensure that we're positioned accordingly. We've done, you know, every once in a while we talk about diversifying, diversifying our portfolios. Yes. We like to talk about web three and crypto a lot, but sometimes you need to be looking at other areas to protect your portfolio to ensure that you're still making money in times of difficulty, let's For say. For sure. So what we're going to do in this episode and why it's so important to watch this until the end is we're going to go through details explaining why we think the world is in the certain situation it's in. Then we're going to talk about some investments that in this part of the world cycle have historically done well, which is this hidden wealth secret. Finally, we're going to be revealing a small cap company that operates in this sector, which could be set up very well. So don't tune out of this one. This is a big one. Okay. So I don't want to scare anybody with the little scary word that starts with an R that a lot of people have been bouncing around. Mm -hmm. But when you connect the dots and look at the data, there's a high chance that we are going to see a recession. No. And it's just, it's just the way it is. Yep. You know, we had super high inflation, all these things. So there's five. When I, when I was doing my research, there's about five points you want to look for, and four to the five have been hit so far. Right. So I'll just quickly point them out. So one of them would be negative real GDP. A decrease in gross domestic product, especially over consecutive quarters, typically signals an economic contraction. Negative G- GDP growth is a strong indicator of a recession, okay? Yep. So what are we seeing now? The real GDP in the, U- in the U.S. increased at an annual rate of 495 percent in the third quarter it's still growing yeah so this is the one that has not yet indicated a recession right yet okay which is why we're preparing with this episode now because we have we ha- only hit ticked four of the five yeah now here are the four that have happened industrial production has decreased payroll employment we're seeing an increase in unemployment 
uh, personal income has not been keeping up with, with the inflation. Yep. And then we're seeing sales in manufacturing and trade sectors also decline. Right. So we're not seeing as much profits from like places like Walmart, et cetera. I mean, it seems like the writing has been on the wall for a while. Everyone, everyone's kind of like, all right, inflation's high. Economies are really hurting. You can just see it in the day-to-day life of, of everyone. When you walk around, when you go to the stores, people are hurting. But right now, markets are still ripping. Right, but I feel like we always see like a blow off top before, just when people think that oh we've soft landing, the recession's not going to come, everything's in the clear. That's when the rug is pulled, right? Mm. That's when volatility goes up, markets can crash, and we can plunge into a recession, which it seems like we've been kicking the can down the road for a while. So that's why we're kind of looking at what sectors have historically wealthy investors looked at in recessionary periods, which brings us to this episode today. And yeah, well, obviously we can highlight Bitcoin and say like, look, this is a place of store of value, et cetera. But we can't say for certain that high net wealth individuals globally are all viewing Bitcoin and gold as the same. Yep. Because for a while there, Bitcoin was still considered to be a tech, like a t- associated with the tech sector and a risk off asset. Yep. So there is a chance that if there is a recession, Bitcoin does sell off. So this is why we're looking at gold. For sure. And another reason that we're looking at gold and why, you know, historically successful investors have looked at gold in this time of inflation recession is if you look around, the currency devaluation that's occurring in countries, not just America, Canada, all over the world. You look at what's happening in Argentina, South America, Europe, inflation is running rampant. So people are looking at hard currency, hard value, and gold has historically performed well when in times of inflation and recession have occurred because the inflation, you know, if, if cash is being printed, they're printing money, everything's going up, milk, rent, everything. Gold is, is stable. And it's in times of volatility and crisis that gold has performed, outperformed the market. So that's kind of what's leading us to say, look, I know everyone seems to be looking, you know, if it's great to look at high-flying tech stocks and crypto, we love that. But you need a bit of a hedge against all this stuff, and that's gold. Yeah, especially because we've seen what the Fed is doing. We can see that the Fed has gotten to the point where it doesn't look like they're going to be hiking rates any further. And that's typically when you can look at gold as something that does really well because higher interest rates usually strengthen by a currency. So we saw when the Fed kept increasing rates, we saw the U.S. dollar, the DXY, rip. Yep. Now they're not. Now it's not. So the DXY is coming back down. Gold is denominated in US dollars. So now that that's coming down, it's a lot cheaper for foreign entities to start buying gold, right. which is going to increase the demand. demand yeah, which is yeah, why we've sure. seen gold spike uh, over the past week or so yeah. over the $2,000 mark. For sure. Gold's been performing well and still no, not many people in our kind of bubble are talking about it, which is why we want to bring it up today. Now, before we get into the small cap gold mining company that we think is positioned well, one more thing that kind of, it's in the back of everyone's mind and it's another reason, potential reason that gold could really perform well. And that is, you know, potential conflict and warfare in the world. Mm. You look at what's happening, the unfortunate situation that's happening in Israel and Gaza, right? And Palestine, And then you look at potential tensions between America, Russia, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan. There's so many potential ticking time bombs that could escalate the world into a much deeper global conflict. And in those time periods, gold is almost guaranteed to perform well. Times of conflict and volatility and scary times, gold performs well. It's a safe 
Haven asset. And I think that's why we're looking at this today. And then look to the, to the big players. The fastest accumulation in history by central banks this past year yep. of gold. They're, why? They kind of know, right? Like uh, They got yeah. some no. We like to follow the money on this show, and the money is going towards gold. Yeah. So, yes, you can look at, you know, buying physical gold or buying gold ETFs, but, you know, on this show, we like to find small cap, small cap, cap you know, companies, small cap gems, whether it be in crypto or stocks, that are obviously, they're a little bit riskier, but the risk reward can be there if you find the ones that are set up for success. And obviously, this isn't financial advice. It's not our opinion, but we have an interesting company in the gold mining sector, gold exploration sector, to talk about today. So we're looking at a company in the U.S. where they operate. And Nevada is actually the area of the U.S. that currently produces 75% of all gold yield in the U.S. Yep. So it makes sense to be looking in a place like Nevada. Yep. That's one reason I really like this company. For sure. And when you look at this company, first of all, the market cap is very small. Yeah. It's like $10 million. 10 to 15, yeah. What they have, not only is their, their cash balances, their books look good, so they look like they're well-strapped for an expansion. You look at the properties that they've been developing, acquiring. Not only is there gold, but they also have added to their portfolio silver and lithium. Silver kind of responds well with gold in terms of being a precious metal, kind of like a safe haven asset as well. And even lithium, we've talked about that in our green energy, all the electric vehicles, they're all using lithium, a lot of lithium shortages going around. So it seems like they're finding good properties for exploration and are well strapped with cash, which I like a lot as well. And lithium can also tie into EV plays, et cetera, as well, right? Yep, <clears throat> for sure. So another thing I really caught my eye is that they these guys are have a partnership with Kin, Kinross Gold. Mm -hmm. This is one of the largest gold companies on the planet. Yep. They operate across four different continents, I believe, with 9,000 employees. They bring in millions upon millions of uh, tons of gold every year. So having that partnership and that backing, I think, is pretty significant as well. For sure. They just hired a new uh, experienced VP of exploration. And in terms of being a small cap, exploration is everything. That's what we talked about, like finding these good uh, properties and regions and zones. They recently raised over $7 million from non-core projects. And when you look at like potential upcoming catalysts, um, they have an upcoming drill program to test further further test a high-grade zone. They've got further testing of tailings and waste dumps, potential starter operations, additional drilling at other sites. They've got a lot of things that could potentially give this company a lot of eyes on it moving forward. And the other thing is what we like to look for whenever we're looking at different stocks. Are insiders buying them mm. or are they selling? Yep. And over the past four years, they've accumulated 14 million shares purchased by insiders. So the insiders keep buying. And the other thing is, too, they're, they're utilizing the funds to actually go in and develop the, the project even further. So mm -hmm. I think it's something like 80% of the money raised has gone back into the ground. Yeah. Which is what you, want, what you want to see reinvested. You're not diluting on the shareholders. For sure. And one of the reasons that insiders seem to be loading up on this, this company is that, so they have this, it's called this east side zone. So they've recently discovered a high grade zone and they've doubled their inferred resources at east side zone. So when it comes to mining and exploration stocks, it's all about like, you know, especially these small caps, it's about finding potential large, large amounts of whatever mineral you're mining in the ground. And then things can get really crazy. So yes, it is speculative, but when you look, you read between the lines with a company like this, it really looks interesting. So they're operating in an excellent spot of the U.S. We have rising gold prices. We have a looming recession. We have central banks accumulating gold. Yep. This seems like a time to potentially be looking at a low cap 
gold mining company that could really reap the the benefits of everything I just express or we just expressed. Yeah. So the name of the company is Allegiant Gold. And I, again, when you're looking for companies that have high risk, high reward in what seems to be a sector that people are now kind of, you know, people are going to start looking towards gold as this recession, as the headlines hit, as the volatility and potential conflicts around the world. Gold, I think, is really going to come back into favor with large institutional clients who have billions and billions of dollars. And some of these well-positioned small caps like Allegiant Gold, they could be in the perfect spot here. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the way the wealthy investors have done it for decades. Mm -hmm. I don't see them all of a sudden just deviating away from a strategy that has worked for so many years. So that's why I'm looking at Allegiant Gold. We want to thank Allegiant Gold for partnering with us on this episode. I think it was the perfect time to highlight a small cap gold stock in this great sector. Absolutely. Hey, make sure you guys tune to the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.